Well, welcome to episode number four of the Transform Life podcast. We're so glad you're joining us today. Hey, I have a question for you. Are you living the transformed life or do you feel defeated? We do not have to live defeated lives if we belong to Jesus Christ. You know, in 2 Corinthians 5.17, it reminds us, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Well, welcome to today's show. We're going to provide you with some tools for living the transformed life every day. Hey, your input and feedback is important. If you have any questions you'd like to submit to the Transform Life podcast, uh, you can do so at emailing us at the Transform Life podcast at gmail.com. All lowercase Transform Life podcast at gmail.com. We'll be right back. Hello there. Today on the Transform Life podcast, we're going to be talking about the Bible and how important the Bible is to our lives. I came across the following quote, The Bible is God's Word, holy, divinely inspired, beautifully written, and immensely powerful. Every Christian has a different relationship with their Bible. Some read it daily. Some read it rarely. Some have never touched it. And some have written books and sermons about its stories. Many feel that the Bible can be dry and hard to read, but many others have experienced it to be rich, overflowing with life, and life-changing. Well, I believe the Bible offers us a powerful way to renew our minds and therefore live a transformed life. Elizabeth Elliot said the following about the Bible, The Word of God I think of as a straight edge, which shows up our own crookedness. We can rarely tell how crooked our thinking is until we line it up with a straight edge of scriptures. Augustus of Hippo said, The Holy Scriptures are our letters from home. What a, what a unique insight. The Bible is as if God has sent us a letter from home. And then Francis Chan said, don't fall in the trap of studying the Bible without doing what it says. Well, that is so important. And that's what I want to talk about today on The Transformed Life. I believe that we are to read the Bible so that the Bible changes us. We'll be right back. Well, welcome back to the Transform Life podcast. Today, we're going to be focusing in on the whole concept of Bible reading. Yes, developing a habit in our lives of reading the Word of God. Our key verse for the Transform Living today is 2 Timothy 2.15, and it reads, Be diligent to present yourselves approved to God a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Now, I memorized that verse from the King James Bible. And in the King James Bible, it says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Now, I want us to dig into that verse for just a moment. It says to be diligent or to study, as the King James translates it. We are to become students of the word of God. 
And to be a student means that you have to have your nose in the Bible. You have to be a reader of the scriptures. It, it is the scripture. It is the divine word of God. And, and the scripture goes on to say, that verse goes on to tell us, rightly dividing the word of truth. Now, that means to means to cut it straight, to cut the scripture straight. <clears throat> Years ago, I was teaching a Sunday school class, and we were talking about how to study the Bible. And we study the Bible through observation. You put your nose in the Bible, you read the Bible, you look for words and, 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 and people and places and any kind of historical information that you might glean from the text. Observation is key. And then you are looking for the interpretation. Now, the Bible only means one thing. One thing. And, and it is through observation that you arrive at an interpretation. The problem with most of us when we study the Bible is that we want to jump from observation right into application. We want to know how that passage of Scripture is applied to our lives today. And we have to be careful not to do that. We have to go through the right processes to arrive at an interpretation. And from that interpretation, then we can pull out some application. Welcome back to the Transform uh, Life podcast, the podcast that believes that you can live the Christian life and transform Christian life every day. We're going to go to our third segment, which is a key biblical principle for transformed living. And here is the principle. Read the Bible daily. In Revelation 1-3, we read, uh, Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it, for the time is near. Now, I recognize that that verse is specific. It is to the book of Revelation. But blessed or happy is the person who reads. Not only those who read, but those who hear the words of the book of Revelation. And then seek to keep the things which are written in it. Because the time is near. You have to understand, it is closer now to our redemption, the final day when we stand before God, than when we first believed. But blessed is the man who reads the word of God. Now, I know that uh, I'm talking to people who have a regular Bible time, and that is wonderful. But I want to talk to those who do not have a regular time in the word of God. Throughout the years, a part of discipleship has been to teach young Christians how to make time in their daily lives for reading God's word and this has gone by many names. Some people call it private devotions. Others call it early morning Bible time. Uh, one pastor I knew called it in the word time. Uh, listen, we must be people who get into the word of God. Now, in just a moment, I want to share with you some ways in which we can get into the word of God. And there really, I think, are... There are many steps that a person can take, but I think you need to have a Bible, okay? So you need to have a Bible that um, you can understand. Now, there are Bibles that are uh, like um, common English language Bibles. There are Bibles that are written at various age levels. 
Uh, there are paraphrases, which are not a literal translations, but a paraphrase. And so as long as you're reading the, that Bible, knowing that it's a paraphrase, it's okay. Someone said, what is the best Bible uh, I should own? And I said, the one you will read. That's the best Bible, the one that you will read. And so you need to have a Bible. And then you, you need to somehow in all of your scheduling, however busy you are, you must schedule some downtime to start your day in the Bible. That may be, you, you, maybe you have to set your alarm clock for a half an hour earlier than you normally get up and have a little table and a chair, you know, get yourself a cup of coffee and open up your Bible to read it. So um, you, you not only need to have a Bible that you will read, but you need to have a time. Is it going to be early morning? Maybe you're going to take your lunch break at work and you're going to go off all by yourself and you're going to read the Bible. Maybe you're going to do it when you come home. Now, that's sometimes really hard, especially if you have a wife or a spouse or you're raising kids. It can be very difficult. But you need to have a Bible you're going to read. You need to make the time. And then you need to come up with a, you know, a plan. What am I going to do? How am I going to read the Bible? Um, there are a lot of great plans that are out there. Uh, you can find some on the internet if you search Bible reading plans. Some of them include reading the Old Testament in the morning, the New Testament at night. Some of them include reading one Proverbs a day for 31 days. You'll get through the book of Proverbs in one month. Some of them include reading Proverbs in the morning, Psalms in the evening. Uh, some plans include reading portions of the Old Testament in the morning, portions of the New Testament at night, and you can get through the whole Bible in one year. You need to have a Bible you will read. You need to have a time that you're going to get into the Word of God. And you need to have a plan whereby you are going to get through the Scriptures. Now, I did this thing with some men in our church that I called the Theopolis Club. And I met with them for three years every Wednesday morning from 6 to 8.30. And one year we read through the Bible together and studied it. One year we read through all of uh, major Bible doctrines. And one year we went through all of the major Bible characters. Now, I'm not suggesting that you go some, and do something like that. But what I am suggestion, suggesting is that you get into the Word of God. So um, you might also, if, if you're a lady, keep a diary. If you're a man, keep a journal. Write down what God is teaching you from the Word of God as you read it, pray over it, study it, and learn from the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is your teacher as you get into the Word of God. Well, I hope those thoughts will be of benefit to you today. And we'll be right back with the Transformed Living Podcast. Well, welcome back to the Transform Life Podcast, the podcast that believes it's possible to live the transformed life every day. Hey, my guest today is Ann Hagenbach. Welcome, Ann. Hi. And it's so good to have you on the program today. You know, my goal for the Transform Life podcast is to invite guests on the program whose lives have been changed by the power of Jesus Christ. And it's evident that your life has been transformed. Now, it's been a real joy to have you and Jim um, 
Hayden, Elliot, and Jack as a part of our church here at SLBC. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself before we get started this morning? Okay, I'd love to. I am 39. I was raised in Priest River, Idaho, and I've lived in this area my entire life. I've been married to my husband, Jim, for 16 years. We have three kids, ages 14, 13, and 4. I like to say I'm in the world of mom of teen and toddlers, and no one can possibly understand what that is like if you have never experienced it. Teens and toddlers at the same time. I love the Lord with all my heart, and I love following Jesus. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it so much. You know, the other thing that I like to have guests do on the program is to share their salvation story, because, you know, everybody has a story about how they came to faith in Jesus Christ. And so would you take some time here this morning to just tell your story of how you personally found faith in Jesus Christ? Yes. And this was very hard for me to narrow down because I feel like it's very complex. Um, but I, I believed with really deep faith that I think some people might think is odd for a child to just really truly have strong faith. Um, we were raised as Catholics and it was when I was about 10 years old that my family, um, left the Catholic church, but I loved being Catholic. I had holy water in my closet that I would pretend was a confessional. I had my prayer book, my rosary. I was an altar girl. I remember my first communion. I loved learning about the saints and I actually wanted to be a nun. Um, so, but when I was 10, my family, uh, mainly my dad, um, decided that it was time to pursue a different church and I was really upset about it. It was hard for me to understand why because of how much I loved my faith at that time and I didn't understand. Um, but with time, I grew to enjoy our new church and I started to dive in and I accepted the change. When I was 12, I attended a VBS at a local Assembly of God church in Priest River and at the end of the week I was baptized. Uh, in high school, I was very vocal about my faith. I spent my summers working at Bible camps. I was a leader in our church youth group. I went on mission trips. I was a leader, and I helped to found a Christian club in our school. I led morning Bible studies every day, and I also led prayer time at, at our school. We had prayer around the flagpole every week with like 50 kids. We'll see you at the pole. Yep. Something new. Oh, no. Oh, no. I remember doing it when I was 13. Yeah. Um, this was all so great, but I had no mentor. I became known as the good girl and I really hid my sin. I kept anything that wasn't perfect to myself. I had no one that would guide me or mentor me and help me navigate my faith. Um, and no one knew that I needed that because I had the facade of just being perfect. I knew nothing of grace. I had a warped idea that being humble meant thinking badly of yourself. Uh, it was really quite lonely. After high school, honestly, it was really so lonely because who wants to be friends with this perfect girl? That So I was really alone. After high school, I attended North Idaho College, and everything went very badly. In my 20s, I started to rebel. I felt worn out and tired from being on that pedestal of being the perfect Christian girl. And I just started to sin without hiding it. 
I had a lot of liberal teachers at NIC that just poured into me and they made me believe a lot of things that I'd always thought were wrong (laughs) and they are wrong. I made a lot of poor choices. I met my husband that we've been married now for 16 years at a bar, the worst dive bar in Coeur d'Alene. We dated for about a year and got married in 2003. After we were married, we struggled deeply with alcoholism, partying, and living a lifestyle that I'm really not proud of. Uh, once we had children, I knew this was not the life I wanted to raise them in, and we started to attend a local church, but not regularly. The church was so big, so big, that we could just get lost, and we wanted to get lost. We didn't want anyone to know. Um, it was easy for us to go a month or less or without attending. We moved to Spirit Lake, and our kids were about four and five years old, and I had a enough-is-enough moment. Um, I was strongly convicted to stop sitting on the fence. My kids were getting to the age where I knew I needed to make a real commitment to following Jesus. I was a mess. I was drinking a lot. Our marriage had been through years of stress. I was very broken. I was ready for change. And that's when we started attending Spirit Lake Baptist Church. I wanted to get involved in a local church so that we could have community, accountability, and relationships. Lynn, thank you for sharing that testimony. I, I hope it has blessed many who are listening today. Um, I, I want to turn our attention now to what this podcast is about today, and that is about the importance of of, of reading the Bible. And, and I want to ask you a few questions uh, about the Bible. And you know, the Bible means a lot to me and I love the Bible. I don't worship the Bible, but I worship the God of the Bible. His word to us is found in scriptures. But I, I want to ask you some questions and, and I'll, I'll let you respond to them. And I think your answers will probably inspire our, our audience today. First question, Anne, how important is the Bible to you? The Bible is hugely important. Uh, I really do believe that's the living word of God. Uh, it is the key to closeness and a beautiful relationship with God who loves us. And what role did the Bible play in in your salvation experience? So as a child and as a teen, I actually, because I was so weird, I spent a lot of time memorizing verses. I would find memory verses from A to Z. They started with every letter of the alphabet, and I would print one a week and post them all over my house to memorize. I had tons of songs that were scripture that I memorized, and when I was in my season of rebellion, those verses were in my heart. And the verse, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you, it really was actively drawing me back to God. All those verses constantly reminded me of the faith of my childhood. Yes, that is Psalm 119.11 that says, Your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against God. Great verse. And you know, and that is actually a verse that I shared earlier in this podcast. So it's interesting how everything always seems to tie together when you're putting something like this together for a program. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. And then what role does the Bible continue to play in your life being transformed on a daily basis. So I believe with all my heart that there's the slow fade that can so easily happen if I don't have my daily Bible time. There's I like that comment, the slow fade. It's huge. And there's a song about it. And I don't know when I heard that song, but that song stuck with me. And we get so busy. There's times in life 
when it gets so busy and all of a sudden I'm not in the word for a few days. I notice that my music preferences change. I literally start listening to different music. like, And it's like a warning sign to me. I get angry easier. I'm more emotionally charged. And I really intentionally catch myself. I know my warning signs. My time with God in the Bible is a non-negotiable. These days with technology right at our fingertips, there's really no excuse. We have so many Bible app options. I continue to seek wisdom, truth, and understanding every single day and apply it to my marriage, parenting, friendships, employment. I can't even or don't even want to think about the kind of person I would be if I hadn't made the Bible an important part of my day in life. I like the fact that you brought out that we have so much available to us today. Yeah. You know, compared to people who lived 50, 60, 80 years ago, we have so much more available to us today. Yes. I mean, we have technology that we carry around with us, so there really isn't an excuse for us. None. There's none. And and, and if you're a poor reader... There are Bible apps it reads to you. Read to yep, you. I do it. I listen yeah, to it in the car. I, I do too. Not yeah, reader, <laughs> yes. but it, it, the I options like are there. Yeah. yeah. And when we're traveling, we'll put on our Bible app and we'll listen to it as we're going down the road. Yeah. Driving along the highway. It's amazing. So, yeah. So here's some personal questions. Okay. Okay. So let's let's get personal here. What is your favorite Bible verse? I really struggled with this because I feel like the different seasons in my life. I have a different verse that I cling to. Um, as a child, my favorite verse was Isaiah 40, 30, and 36. Or even grew, youth grow tired and weary, young men stumble and fall, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. That was huge for me. But And right now, my favorite verse is Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. I cling to this verse because um, I was in a season of depression the last four years after having our youngest, and holding on to this verse helped me to renew my mind every day with negative thought patterns tried to grab hold of me. You know, Romans twelve two tells us that we need to renew our mind. Yeah. And again, the renewing of our mind takes place with our Bible intake. Exactly. Exactly. So do you have a favorite book in the Bible? And why would this be your favorite book? I actually have always loved to read Philippians. It is amazing to me that Paul wrote that book while in prison and the joy that he taught. As Christians, we can and should have joy and contentment no matter what our circumstances. Wow, and the book of Philippians is a wonderful book. You know, here in my office, I have a picture of Chuck Swindoll. It's, it's a poster that came out for a book that he wrote called Laugh Again, which was based on the book of Philippians. And it shows Chuck Swindoll on a Harley Davidson. And the top of the poster says Sermonator. And I love that poster. And there was a time in my own life where you know, people and activities and events and stress was robbing me of my joy. And so I too turned to the book of Philippians. And Anne, do you have a favorite Bible chapter or Bible character that means a lot to you? Well, I have both. Um, I don't know, actually, if I've ever thought of a chapter as my favorite, but in my life, 12, Romans 12 to, sorry, Romans 12 is just speaking to me so much. I want to be a living sacrifice to the Lord. I want to be pleasing to him. I want to be full of love for people, causing them to want a relationship with Jesus because of the love I show them. And I would say my favorite character is 
probably Paul. I just absolutely love knowing that he went through so much and stayed the course. He ran the race with joy, and I want to do the same. And is there one particular Bible doctrine that means a lot to you and that you've embraced as a follower of Jesus Christ? So I really did have to think about this. It's not something that I'd ever been asked before or approached with before, but what really resonates with me is the idea of transformation and the transformation that God um, has done in me for no reason, just because he loves me and that grace. So I just feel like all those years where I just was sinning and sinning and I kept feeling um, called by him and he truly transformed me. And I, I'm so thankful. And if we have people listening to today's podcast who have never really gotten into their Bible on a regular basis, what advice would you give to them to begin today? That's a great question. Um, so I first started reading the Bible age 13, like regularly, because in order to work at camp, we had they required it. They checked our logs to make sure we were in the Bible. So from 13 to 19, I did a daily Bible log. I'm super thankful that I had that requirement because I, I actually read the whole entire Bible before I was 19 because of that. But when I first came back to intentional walking with God after my years of rebellion, it was really hard to relearn the habit because I had been used to reading these long passages as a teen. And so I felt like I just don't have time for that. Uh, the say where I was at in my life. And so I actually had to really humble myself and just start over as feeling like I was a new Christian. And I just started reading one verse a day. I read one verse and I journaled about it and then I would pray about it. And then throughout the day, I would just fill my mind with Christian music and sermons as I grew and reclaimed my faith. My reading time became more, but I still encourage people to start with just one verse a day. If they don't have a regular habit, uh, share that verse with people, talk about it, just dive into that one verse until you're ready for more. Now, for just some practical steps, you uh, know, I tell people that if they, I thought about time, my childhood, my, my parents were always in the word. Yep. Yeah. So are there any other suggestions like that? You know, because time is really important, right? And in the word. So that was huge for me. Something that I wanted my kids to remember for me too. I think it's important for our kids to see us spending time with God. Even if it's listening to an audio version of the Bible in the car or a Christian podcast or printing a memory verse out and pasting it around the house, maybe even on the way to school praying together. Um, I personally do wake up early so that I can have my time with God. But I do think that it's important. I am. Yes, I'm a mom. I have to wake up early. But I think like you can't also like I have had friends be like, I just can't do that. That's fine. Like figure out the time that works for you, but you just have to do that. So time is important, but you also have a place, right? Yep, I do. I was just on my couch, but my Bible's there next to it and everything's there when I wake up. So a time, a place, and a plan where you're just going to read one verse at a time. Yep. Or your plan may be to read through the book of Philippians. Right. Or your plan may be to... Or the Bible in a year. Or the Bible in a year. Yeah, you don't have to... Old Testament in the morning, New Testament in the evening. Yeah. And you get through the Bible. And so the bottom line, Anne, is what advice would you give to a new believer or maybe someone who's been a believer for a while but just has not been getting into their Bible how would you encourage them? Yeah, yeah. So I I do the Bible app on my phone. 
I love that you can get any translation and it's available on audio. There's also different reading plans. You can search for topics if you want a reading plan to do with a certain topic. Um, it's really very awesome. I, I think also the neat thing about the Bible app is you can connect with friends. I have several friends that we do Bible reading together and that accountability. I think if you're not going to do that, but also telling a friend, Hey, I'm reading through the Bible. Can you check on me and see how that's going? Which is excellent for accountability. Huge, huge. Well, really good. Hey, Ann, uh, I want to thank you today for being a part of the program and for giving your time uh, to share some input about getting into the Bible on a regular basis. You're welcome. This has been fun. And if people wanted to follow you on Facebook or Twitter, how would they do that? Sure. Instagram. Yeah. So on Facebook, you can find me just under Ann Hagenbarth. That's H-A-G-E-N-B-A-R-T-H. Or on Instagram, I am the Idaho Mom. And again, Ann, thank you. Uh, for being here today. Thank you. And Anne, keep pressing away in your Bible time. Well, once again, welcome back to the Transform Living Podcast. Um, listen, I try to present a book for Transformed Living on each of the podcasts. And today I want to talk about a book that was written by Howard Hendricks and his son, William Hendricks, entitled Living by the Book. This book is published by Moody Press. It was published in 1991. It is one of my most favorite books that I have in my library. Now, the table of contents for this book is as follows. Why study the Bible? And the question is, why do people, or, or why do, why is it that people don't study the Bible? Well, you know, people make all kinds of excuses as to why they can't get into the Bible. The excuses can be anything from, well, I need something that works. And so they're, what they're saying is, I'm, I'm not sure the Bible is that relevant to me. Or, uh, I'm just a layman. I could never understand the Bible. I don't have a degree in theology. Or what about, I just don't have time. And that's a huge excuse that a lot of people make. I just don't have time. Well, we make time for everything else around us. Why don't we make time to get into the Bible? Or I have my doubts about the Bible. You know, just recently I met a 23-year-old girl who told me, a pastor who's been in the ministry for 40 years, that we can't trust the New Testament documents, therefore we should only read the Old Testament. Well, that's nonsense. And if you study the Bible, you will come to the realization that the Bible is the Word of God. And then, well, I can't seem to make it interesting. That's another excuse that people make. And this is all in the book, Living by the Book, by Howard and William Hendricks. But you know what? The Bible, it covers every gamut of literature that you can imagine. Poetry, history, prophecy, love stories, a drama, uh, there's good people, there's bad people, there's uh, successes, there's failures, there's all kinds of great things found in the Bible. You know, what is your excuse for not getting into the Bible? And by the way, it, it is exactly that. It is an excuse, right, that we often make. Um, Dr. Hendricks says that Bible study is essential for growth, that it's essential for spiritual maturity, that it's essential for spiritual effectiveness. See, this is why 
I love having books. Books help me to grow and to learn and to uh, stay close uh, to God so I can live the transformed life. Well, the the book, Living by the Book by Howard and William Hendricks, uh, you'll find a simple and proven process of studying the Bible. You'll gain a valuable sense of self-confidence in your ability to handle Scripture. You'll experience the joy of self-discovery. You'll deepen your relationship with God. You'll learn about the 66 books of the Bible, how they are divided up, Old and New Testament. Um, it, it, it's going to cost you, though. If you're going to get into the Bible, it's going to cost. It's going to cost you some effort. It's going to cost you to be open to what God wants to do in your life. It's going to cost you to be open to the change that comes from studying the Word of God. And you're going to get started. You're going to get started and you're going to read the Bible and it's going to make a difference in your life. Now, uh, again, this book, uh, Living by the Book, is available at many of your local Christian bookstores. You can find it at Amazon. Uh, you can find it at CBD, Christian Book Distributors. I'm telling you, it is a valuable tool if you want to get more from your Bible time. So pick up the book, Living by the Book, and uh, you'll be glad you did. I hope that helps. Okay, well, that's going to bring our program to a close today. Uh, again, I want to thank you for listening. Without you, we would have no program. Where will you find today's show notes? If you'd like to uh, be able to go directly to a place where you can find information about the book I was sharing with you about a living uh, by the book, you can find our show notes at transformedlifepodcast.com, transformedlifepodcast.com, all lower case. You know, will you write us or email us your feedback of today's show? You can email us at the Transform Life Podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to have your feedback, your input, anything that you think would make the show a better program. Again, this show is for you, and I believe we can live the Transform Life. It's possible to live it every single day. God bless you. Until we talk again next time. Oh,